And good morning, everyone, and welcome to All Things SR Podcast. Good morning, Leslie, and how is your week to this week? Good morning, Pam. I have been in what I'm calling my finals week. I'm not in college, but it felt like I was with the <laughs> amount of stuff I was doing at all hours of the night. Um, and I have another week like that, but not quite as bad. Um, so it's just, it's been a wild week of, it's just been a wild week of, uh, lots of work, lots of mishaps from electrical issues, from no Wi-Fi, no TV, to having, having uh, washer dryer, not being able to be in because I need to fix something with the plumbing and you know it's just been horribly wacky and you know to top this all off you know the the world situation right now is is so so distressing Mm -hmm. but also so inspiring you know with every tragedy and with every horrible thing that can happen as a demonstration of man's inhumanity against man, mm-hmm. which I think this is a great example of what's going on overseas. Um, you can see this, the human spirit and the power of the spirit and the power of connection and the power of how people can help and support and love each other. And mm-hmm. I think that's what we have to focus on. Yep. And I'm grateful for our global community, you know, and I, I just pray for safety and I pray for peace and absolutely you know, absolutely it's it's been a, a heck of a week and i'm seeing in the chat room it's been a heck of a week for a lot of our listeners um ashley was saying it was a hard week she was let go of her job after almost six years so i'm so sorry to hear about that and she's going to interview for something new and she already has interviews lined up next week which ashley i think is that's phenomenal. great that's good really really great um hoping that we can help you on your search mm-hmm. as black lab lady says good luck don't let it get to you things happen for a reason good things will come your way and i truly truly agree with yep. that absolutely and brenda's giving us a good morning from the big easy and down. happy mardi gras happy mardi gras to you brenda i really wish i was down there right now I have a colleague who's down there celebrating, um, visiting family, uh, and just having the best time. So it's great. Ashley says, things and times getting crazy. That is why we need to show kindness and love and peace. Absolutely. And good morning, Anna. So good to see all of you, Allie and Betty, Mm -hmm. Black Lab Lady and Lori. I hope things are well in Texas. Brenda's saying, yes, so many websites to help the people in Ukraine. Be on the lookout for these websites. Prayers to all affected by this tragedy. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. It's It's been a crazy, crazy week. And uh, I will say that there, um, Thursday, because uh, I had Isabella here until Wednesday, um, and I had to take her back. But starting on Thursday, I was like glued to the TV. And I'm like, you know, why are you doing this to yourself? Mm-hmm. You know, so... 
Well, I didn't have that. I didn't have an issue with that uh, because that we didn't have, uh, <laughs> we couldn't have TV. We didn't have anything for a, a sh amount of time. So I actually didn't know about the invasion until my friend told me Thursday morning and I was crestfallen. Uh -huh. um, so, but I, you know, it all works out. We, yes. we find a way. Um, and Black Lab Lady, I'm sorry, you were having heck of a week too. She said, I feel your pain, kitchen renovation gone wrong. Husband laid up with emergency surgery. The list goes on. Another crazy weather week here on the coast of Maine was 78 degrees in the sun on my deck on Wednesday. Wow, is 78 up there? Yeah. Five degrees above zero this morning. Right. So that's, that's... what I call a weather swing. Mm -hmm. Wow. Absolutely. Wow. But wasn't it nice to have a little burst of warm weather? Uh, at least in our neck of the wood, it was just a welcome even for five minutes it was just nice to to have that little burst of sunshine a little oh. burst of hope i think and we gotta oh, yeah. cling on to the hope here folks we do you know it was so nice to be able to go to drive up to new york the other day in just shirt sleeves and not have to worry about you know when you got out of the car being cold or anything like that and then the next day it's like what did i do with my coat did i put it away <laughs> Rather than the hook. So, anyway. True, true. And Anna saying she was embroiled in the worst case she's had in 27 years since Ooh. December 22nd. The last conference call was 29 professionals. Ooh. Wow. Wow, Anna. That's, wow. that's crazy. It is. I'm so it's sorry. It's been a difficult that. week, as Betty noted. But it is the little things that keep us going, says Elena. That's, that is true. Yeah. That's true. And uh, Anna said that sounds complicated. And uh, Betty, you don't disappoint nine minutes in. Paul sneak said, peek. Paul sneak peek <laughs> was the highlight of my week. As soon as I saw, I didn't even hear it, but I saw the image. on the, the, mm -hmm. the, I was like, Betty is going to be so happy. She finally gets a little bit more of her beloved Paul. So I wonder if that was a textbook or not. We shall find out. <laughs> and then, uh, then SR did did tease us a little bit about um, a song that was done that uh, he hasn't talked to, that he says I can't wait for you to hear it in in the movie. So I don't know. That's going to be very exciting. It will be. <laughs> and as Betty says, yes, it's all about Paul. Uh, this part <laughs> will have a lot of Paul in it. It really so. will. This is going to be, uh, I'm not ready, ladies. I'm just not ready. No. I'm, ready, I'm you know, it. a month from now, we will have seen part two. I know. And we'll have had our dear SR on the podcast because he is going to be joining us. Mark your calendars, March 25th. 24th. 25th? 25th. Whatever Saturday. that Saturday is, yes. It's the Saturday, our regular podcast time. So I only know it's 25th because I no, said no, it was... No, 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 March 26th. It, is it? Oh, I said, because I thought the 26th was the wrong day. I'm looking at my calendar now. Mm-hmm. March 26th. Yes. 26th, 26th, 26th. Oh, my gosh. A month from today. <laughs> I laugh because <laughs> you, when you, you yeah. sent the email to SR about, you know... You'll come on the podcast this day after the movie, and and you uh, said the twenty fifth. He says, "Well, I'll do the regular Saturday." 
And I'm like, oh. <laughs> I was delirious when I wrote that. I, well, I think we've all been delirious the last couple of weeks, but that's... <laughs> this is true. What can you say? Oh, my gosh. Uh, regarding the uh, sneak peek, Brenda said, I just wanted to scream at Julie and say, open the book. I know. And Anna's, Anna's complicated case, she said the last proposed solution would cost over 85000 per month. Ooh. That is just... Ooh. That's crazy. Mind-numbing. It's just, it's, yeah. I'm, I will keep, keep that patient and your, your care, the care team in, in my prayers. Cause that's, you know, sometimes it's great to tackle a really challenging issue, you know, mm -hmm. to try and figure out how to make it work and how it can t have a good resolution. But man, oh, Anna, I'm sorry. I'm sorry you're dealing with that. Yeah. That's a lot. And yes, Lori, something to look forward to. I, you know, I actually made a reference to that when I emailed SR this week. Um, mm -hmm. You know, because I was I was just saying about how hard it's it is watching history unfold again um, and have history repeat itself again. And you know, I I just said once again, you know our community and, and the, this books and the movie, the fact that it's coming out is really giving a little bit of a bright light, something to look forward to, Absolutely. something, something we can come around and talk about and have a great discussion. And, and so for, for example, Betty, mm -hmm. she's thinking, look at Paul. Can he be any more handsome? <laughs> How does Julia do it? How does she not run into his arms and kiss him? Because <laughs> Julia only has eyes nice for Gabriel. Gabriel. And that's your job, Betty. That's right. <laughs> I know. In fact, I, you I, were I'm mentioned actually, this week, Betty. <laughs> I think it's going to be interesting to see how much of the triangle really emerges in part two. You know, how much of that... Oh, I think I think they'll, they'll um, you know, he'll he'll kiss her in this. And, and yeah. And, you know, and, you know, it's like, okay, but it's not the same. <laughs> right. Type of right. Thing. Well, just like when she was in the coffee shop. And, yeah. You know, she just wanted to, just wanted to see, you know. He's such a great guy. Like, on paper, but, you this know, is the guy for her, right? Yeah, I'm going to be, is, I'm going to be but mean. But it gonna doesn't be work mean. that way. No. I'm going to be mean because we were there for the, that scene being filmed when he kissed her, when she kissed him in the coffee shop. Mm -hmm. That quick a kiss, you can't tell you like somebody or not. It's like me kissing my, my mother or my father. So, <laughs> in any event. Quick I don't know, though. I, I feel like there's even just a feeling of that connection. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I know what you're saying, Pam. But I think she I mean, already. It, I think she knew the answer before she did the, did it. I think so too. But it doesn't have to be the full on passionate kiss. I mean, but there could be a little bit of thought behind that kiss. Anyway, yeah. that's well, just Betty me. Says she's not ready to see Allison in the film, and she's surprised she didn't jump at Julia during the coffee scene. Well, I, yeah. Well, we, <laughs> we had Noreen hold you down. <laughs> Noreen and Karen held you down. Exactly. And and Elena says, I am so dreading part two and also can't wait to see it. 
mm-hmm. feel like I'm becoming a split personality, which means SR's writing is the best. Of course, mm-hmm. we all know that already. Know that. Yes. Oh, so. Ali, now, honestly, I've been saying this. I've been, well, I've been saying this forever. I do not know how I'm going to get through. <laughs> I remember when the movie was announced, the initial, you know, the, emis- the initial Gabriel's Inferno, and I'm like, I don't think I'm going to be able to get through that part two, that, that, that book two rapture's going to rapture's going to take me over the edge. Yeah. Well, you know, that's just for me, that's just, I mean, I remember telling SR in a podcast one time, I said that, um, I, uh, yeah, I, 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 as much as I love the story, part two really kills me the book two. Uh, and I know I have to read it. When I do reread, because you need to do all that. Mm-hmm. But I love book two, though. I do. I, am I go... love Rapture. I, it's it's so beautifully written, but it's so oh, it's just hard. It's just hard. But there's so much beauty in the struggle, and it's so much beauty in his Gabriel's uh, faith journey and mm-hmm. Assisi. I I just cannot wait. I cannot I wait to see a CC. I, I cannot wait. Great. Uh, yes, as Elena says, stock up on tissues now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Anna says, Paul has always been the thorn to me. Mm. And Betty said, Noreen and Karen kept her sane on set. <laughs> <laughs> I think Noreen played Mother Hen, I think, that entire weekend. But anyhow, anyway. Yeah. So Brenda's not ready. I'm scared. It's not going to end where we think. I'm scared. It's not going to end where we think. I think that's interesting, Brenda. I I, I do. I think obviously there's big discussion on when they're going to end that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. part two. Yeah, um, no. Does it end with the, when uh, she gets to Boston? Does it end with the lightning strike at the tree? Does it do they? Does it end after they have their conversation? You know. Mm-hmm. So, and it's you know, so we'll we'll we'll, we'll find out. Guy will have the cliffhanger, and what perfect cliffhanger is him being lit up by his lightning and at the tree? I know, I well, know, but we're just not gonna. We won't know until we, we won't know. And for for, for the twenty fourth, yeah, that's right. And hello, floor. Good to see you. Mm-hmm. As Brenda says, as always, Tosca with the teasers. Yes. They are gonna. Mm-hmm. They are gonna tease us relentlessly. I think. Absolutely. Betty says, "I think it will end with Paul and Julia kissing at the barn." Well, that's where Betty wants to end. <laughs> <laughs> that could be interesting, though. Yes. That would be an interesting twist. True. True. Um, we'll see. And Brenda says. Um, yes, we will, Pam. And mm-hmm. as long as we get rain in part two, Ashley said. Right. <laughs> Anna's saying too many cliffhangers to choose. I think you're right, Anna. There are a lot of possibilities. Mm-hmm. Everyone will be upset if it ends there. <laughs> She's laughing about the kissing and Paul in the barn. True. Everyone but Betty, Brenda. Everyone That's but- true, because as far as... Betty's concerned. Paul and Julia are running off into the sunset together, although she would prefer that it would be her. Right, Betty? <laughs> saying, in my mood, <laughs> teasers are getting and just pissing me off. So, uh-huh. Well, Anna, I, 
you know, I've actually had this discussion with some friends about sometimes I don't want to see anything. Like I just want to be able to watch the film and be in the moment and surprised and not have any mm -hmm. preconceived notions. I actually mm -hmm. saw a trailer for a movie, different movie, not a Gabriel. Um, I watched a trailer for a movie called Going the Distance with Drew Barrymore. Okay. This came out like years ago, but I just watched it last week. It's very cute. And I showed my daughter the trailer. And when I saw the trailer, I'm like, why did they, they showed too much. It, it was just too much. They, they gave too much away. And it, it really gave me, it made me think of the discussion I had about some of the Gabriel teasers and you, right. the fact you don't want it to give too much away. I don't want exactly. to see Exactly. I, mean, I want to I, see, I like little bits. I like little bits. I love seeing, you know, the beautiful bright light in the beach in Belize. You know, mm -hmm, I, I like mm -hmm. little a little flavor, but I, I always, I it, hope they don't reveal too yeah. much. Right, because then, then it's and, like, well, I watched well, the movie because you got it all right there, all the main points. Yeah, that's how that that's how the going the distance teaser felt to me. I thought it was just too much. Um, Flora says she loves those teasers from Tosca, and she thinks it will um, end at the tree with the rain and the lightning. Mm -hmm. I think so too. Um, I do like the behind the scenes kind of teasers, though. That I do. I love like when they were doing this. I I, I like that because I love watching the production. Happen. The production side of it, yeah. Yeah. Betty That's says, I think it would be a good plot twist and it would make Gabriel's return a big surprise for Julia. <laughs> true. Very true, Betty. Very true. <laughs> and and Lori's saying, sometimes the trailer is the whole movie, especially a weak movie. Yeah, I, mm -hmm. I agree with you wholeheartedly, Lori. Great, great, great. <laughs> so we start this week with our SR News. Yes. Uh, this week, he'll be posting a giveaway for several Passionflix subscriptions on his Instagram account. The giveaway has been sponsored by some generous readers. <laughs> also, I'm told Passionflix is adding their merchandise and some of the newer items should become available shortly. And in fact, I got an email notice yesterday that my Mgasm mug is uh, being shipped out. So... Which I ordered, right? I think it was before Christmas. So exciting! Uh, yes. Yeah. So now I can add another coffee cup to my menagerie that I keep separate from my family because <laughs> I'll never see them again, and not because they like the cups, but because they never come to get washed. Um, at the end, I he says thanks again to all the readers for their continued support and prayers for everyone in the Ukraine. And the surrounding areas. I am hopeful for peace. So. And I think that is. A sentiment that we all. Are sharing right now. Mm -hmm. Just mm -hmm. want to have peace. Um, he, oh, he also mentioned. That he was in touch with Margie Godspeed. This week. Yes. And one of the songs for part two. They were discussing it. And readers, readers will love it. And I love that that little that little tidbit was very exciting for me to read. You know, the fact Margie reached out to him, talking mm -hmm. about the music, mm -hmm. and the fact he's saying readers are going to love it. I'm all in. I cannot wait to see mm -hmm. what. And here, the music has not disappointed, in my opinion, um, for all the pieces they've done so far. So I'm really, really looking forward to that. 
And <laughs> yes, Betty is. She's right, right, waiting for her polgasm mug. Mm -hmm. uh, Did you get the Paul T-shirt? Right. <laughs> that's right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's right. I know, Betty. Oh, I know. Okay. You never know. You never. You that's never right. Know. You don't. You don't. And maybe you'll get. Maybe <laughs> there'll be a, a mug with a cow on it or something. <laughs> Betty's saying, oh, to be a fly in the wall for those conversations. Yes. I know. I would love to. And Margie's such a really great filmmaker. I was lucky to get to chat with her in Boston. And um, she really just loves this project so much. Um, her dedication, um, you know, equals that of Tosca's, her passion mm -hmm. for telling the story. Um, and it's it's just, it's again, it it makes me so happy that these filmmakers are so dedicated to carrying the story and, and the author's vision. Um, it's really, really remarkable. Yeah. And, and uh, she was oh, also, yes. she was also saying how hard this particular part was to cut because mm -hmm. she didn't know where to end it. Right. They had so many options as Anna mm -hmm. pointed out. <laughs> And Anna's saying, you can get a mug with a cow at TJ Maxx. <laughs> That's true, but it won't have Paul's name on it. <laughs> and uh, Elena said, the Passion Flicks team is wonderful when it comes to music sele selection, just mm -hmm. at the right spots. Mm -hmm. This is true. And I think Red Carter's going to be doing another song for this. Mm -hmm. we, that's um, Allie's friend. Yes. From Passion Flix, so. And he did the, he, he, he right wrote the song mm -hmm. um specifically for the prior film too so and we'll, and we'll get my little isabella to play guitar she knows one chord <laughs> she's gonna pick it up quickly i have a feeling that i have a feeling too so that's mm. another story and brenda brenda's noting that yes the passion flicks team are all super talented and their vision to stick with the story is unparalleled to anything she has seen mm -hmm. agreed agreed because it was it was funny because uh, Chrissy Mayer was on vacation is is traveling someplace and she was on a plane and she saw the movie Love Story, mm -hmm. and it was the first time she'd ever seen it. Oh, and I could that was like the only that was the big movie. It was a big movie when I was younger, and uh, in fact, the, it was a big book too because yeah. I can I can remember that summer. Um my mom had the book and we were, you know, it was like being passed around at the beach. Cause we had my mom and my, her friend, aunt, my aunt Kitty, they had this whole circle of friends on the beach that we would go to every day. Mm -hmm. And, um, I couldn't understand why there was a Kleenex at the back of the book. Cause I think oh. I, was like, I was like maybe 14, 13 when that came out. Mm -hmm. And my mom says, "Well, read it, you know." And you now I used to sneak books that I wasn't <sighs> supposed to read when I was that age. <laughs> yeah, like The Godfather. Oh um, yeah, but because page twenty-seven was memorable. Uh, <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> I love the fact that you're citing page numbers. That's hilarious. So, but anyway, um. So I read it and I understood it. And I remember we went to see it and it was just like unbelievable. But that was like the only 
one of the only stories that I ever read that actually when when the movie and the story were together were, were almost identical, like mm. what Passion Flux does. Yeah. So you're right. You're right. Um, and I want to say a good morning. So glad you could join us, Cheryl. Hey, Cheryl. Thank you for joining. We were just about to start our chapter discussion. We've been talking about uh, the exciting upcoming film and the fact that uh, SR noted in our notes this morning that he was in touch with Margie Goodspeed about one of the songs for part two and he mm -hmm. said readers will love it. So yep. we're talking a little bit about just the greatness of Passion Flick's team. Flora says, I got my, um, was it, were you, did you mean coffee mug too, Pam? And the Passion Flicks team is phenomenal. So grateful to have them mm -hmm. um, and, and to have found SR's books and you all. And mm -hmm. we feel the same way. Absolutely. And as far as what page 27, if you go to watch the movie, there's a scene in the movie where Sonny takes a bridesmaid's up, a bridesmaid upstairs from the wedding reception. Uh, yeah, I, I, I had a feeling that was something that, yeah. <laughs> like that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yes, Lori said, I want to see page 27 now. Yeah, Naughty yeah. reads with Pam, Betty says. Mm -hmm. and Anna Anna did the quote, love means never having to say you're sorry. Mm -hmm. uh, I have the music in my head now. Thanks, Pam. You're welcome. Um, from uh, Love Story. Um, and Elena said, sneaking a read, Pam. Sneak a read somehow. I'm not surprised, Pam. Uh, <laughs> what can I tell you? Ooh. And ooh, Lori and Betty say, mm -hmm. okay, and, and we have got to pivot. We have got to pivot to the do. chapter because this do. is a long chapter and we're already at 930. Mm -hmm. ah. But it's been good talking to yes. about all this stuff, hasn't it? Yes, it has. I, and I'm excited. I'm, I am excited. March 26th is going to be when SR joins us to discuss part two. So um, make sure you can join us that weekend, ladies. Yes. So we are pivoting a little bit further down the story line between Gabriel and Julia mm -hmm. um, into book four of Gabriel's Promise, chapter 49. And we're still at the Lennox. And we're still at the Lennox. I wish I was at the Lennox because their mm -hmm. rooms look beautiful. And I, I now have that as a bucket list um, item. I would like to stay at the Lennox. Um, and have their beautiful uh, ambiance. Mm -hmm. it's, an, it's in a very nice location. It's a great location. And I think the time to go is the winter because you can get some really good deals and mm -hmm. not have to spend a ton of money. Mm -hmm. And I think their property looks so beautiful you wouldn't even need to re leave uh, the room. No. Um, so Julia's sitting in a comfy chair by the fire. Um, as, as always, uh, curled up like a cat, um, but her right leg was bothering her. Uh, so she actually had her leg stretched out on the ottoman uh, as she asked Gabriel if it was the security company. Um, she's still wearing the brace on her ankle, but she hadn't felt the pain or the leg weakness since the break-in, which I think was good. Um, I also think, um, you know, obviously the, the fear and the terror that the breaking cause would have distracted her mm -hmm. um, from feeling anything um, besides just sheer terror. 
Um, so Gabriel had arranged a sketch artist who worked with the police to come to the suite to draw the likeness of the intruder. Uh, so they, that was one of the things that he talked about with Nicholas, you know, trying to get a identification of who exactly came in. Um, so with the, uh, with the sketch, they sent, uh, with the sketch complete, they sent it off to Nicholas and to Interpol. And, uh, you know, Julia really just wanted to dig in. She wanted to be in the room. She didn't want to go out anywhere. Mm -hmm. um, he had a tough time getting her just to go down to the restaurant for dinner. So, um, and Anna, I know you could speak to this being um, in the, the line of uh, work that you're in, but, you know, she really had been um, traumatized by this. And, you know, she didn't really want to go out anywhere. So um, after dinner, uh, the hotel built them a fire, which I love the fact they had this, the butler come in and do, do the fire. Um, Julia but found that... After uh, any good hotel is going to have a fire butler, a bath butler, you know. Hey, you know, SR, you know, yeah, SR and, likes things fancy. And as, as <laughs> Betty's mentioned, no Motel 6 for the Emersons or... <laughs> or any place that does short stays for twenty four ninety five. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. And um, she said she wouldn't go out either. You know, she just wouldn't wouldn't want to venture out after something like that happened. And um, which I I get, I get. And I am just I know we did this before when we talked about it to see that this. It really isn't a Motel 6. Um, you do want to check out this uh, property to see how just unbelievably beautiful it is. Um, it's, it's remarkable, really. Uh, hopefully yes. that will, link will get you there. So they're enjoying the fire. Julie found um, that you know, just being in front of the fire and the warmth was very soothing. Um, and she also, you know, troubled the concierge. She asked for some, a special request. I think Gabriel's rubbing off on her a little bit. Um, okay. and, uh, she asked the concierge to get marshmallows, chocolate and graham crackers to have s'mores. And, um, which made me chuckle cause I was thinking Gabriel eating a s'more. I think that'd be hilarious. Mm -hmm. Um, and Gabriel had indulged her every whim since they had left her, their home. And he was really nervous now because, you know, Julia's enjoying the s'mores um, while he's thinking, how am I going to tell her what I'm about to tell her? Mm -hmm. And, you know, he wasn't sure how she would react to what he was going to be telling her. So he waited until she had consumed an unhealthy number of s'mores, <laughs> as well as feeding him a few um, to create a relaxed as environment as possible. Um, and then he had a small bottle of scotch waiting for him from the mini bar, just in case. So, you know, Gabriel's trying to have her at a really good point. You know, the, the, the phrase buttering him up, buttering mm -hmm. her up, right? Just wanting her to be in a really, mm -hmm. really great frame of mind. Um, I'm, I'm laughing. Uh, Lori said, I've never stayed anywhere with a butler yet. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
Betty's at a butler. If I was that scared, I wouldn't want to see the butler either. Too suspicious of everyone. Well, I'm going to just say one thing. Go to Ashford Castle in Ireland. <laughs> I know. I want to do that. Uh, we had Sam, a, my Sam was butlered. I was. My husband, when we went, my husband surprised me because he knew how much I loved the movie A Quiet Man, and Quiet Man was filmed on the property of Ashford Castle as well as in the area. And um, so he got this room, got, got a room. It was only for one night. It was the most magnificent room and hotel I've ever stayed in in my life. Mm. And the, the butler came in and put a peat fire in the fireplace for us because they used, they burn a lot of peat over there. And when we checked in, they brought in a bowl of fruit and finger bowls and knives and, oh, I mean, yeah. Uh, anyway. I so love it. So, you know, it was a one-night treat, and it was a treat that I've never had in my life and uh, probably hope to repeat again at least once one more time in my lifetime. So. I love it. I and love it. As Lori says, that is so wonderful, mm -hmm. Pam. I, I think having that extra special time, you're creating memories, right? And mm -hmm. and having that shared experience is so, mm -hmm. so powerful. I love that. Yeah. Um, Betty's saying, I would probably just want to drink tea and a sandwich, not have s'mores. Um, I'm not and a big Anna, s'mores Anna, person Anna, either. Anna actually noted, you know, I, since we were mentioning the trauma, mm -hmm. You know, consider this, you know, she'd been attacked by Sam Simon on a break and uh, on a break in at her father's home. And then, you know, those were two places she should have been safe. So yep. um, very understandable. Um, <laughs> Betty says fancy trips with Pam. Hey, yes. Be Betty, it was bed and breakfast all the rest of the way. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, though. Fifteen dollars a day. It's fun to have a splurge. Yes. And, and so we asked SR a couple things about, you know, this part of the chapter. I said, so would Gabriel typically have eaten the s'mores or is he eating them only to indulge Julia? And SR said, I don't think Gabriel is a s'mores kind of person, but I think he's trying to humor Julianne, who is understandably afraid. Mm -hmm. which I can see. I can see. <laughs> and Anna, Anna, I love it. She said, I was happy when the guy bought a, brought a fruit bowl and a bottle of good tequila in Mexico. I'd have been, if, as long as it oh, had the worm Anna. in it, I'd be fine. Yes. <laughs> uh, just reading that phrase paints this big picture of this beautiful, sunny expanse um, and, and blue sky. And, oh, just, just reading your response, Anna, took me to a, a beautiful vacation destination. <laughs> I love yeah. it. And I'm, unfortunately, I am like uh, um, Gabriel at that point because I'm very good at making s'mores for the, my grandchildren when they're uh, up at my sister's house when we have an outside fire pit. <laughs> but, but I don't eat them. <laughs> so. This is true. Mm-hmm. So now he's stretched out on the floor with Claire, who's lying on this nice little, you know, one of those activity blankets that has like jungle pictures or street whatever and the little things that go over with the stuff that hang off of them, the kids play with. And uh, he's, and she's far enough away from the fire, so she's not going to feel like, feel the heat of it too much. And, the, you know, why hello, Claire? And 
you know, he's, his form of baby talk, which is the way normal Gabriel would normally speak. I can't, yeah, can you imagine Gabriel going, oh, little babies? Uh, no. No, no. <laughs> He'd be one of those, don't speak baby talk. Talk like a normal human. I think my husband used to tell me that all the time. Uh-huh, okay. <laughs> so anyway, um, so, you know, but Claire, you know, recognizing his voice, she's, you know, got her arms and legs going and she's smiling back and she should only save her smiles for her daddy. Aww. Yeah. Julia enjoyed Gabriel's excitement, saying that she is particular as to who she smiles with. And Gabriel mentioned that Rachel had been trying to get in touch with her. But Julia had switched her phone off. She just didn't want to have to deal with anything or anyone, I think, at that point. So he, he told her that, uh, he explained that Rachel had, um, had called, uh, and he, you know, he told her what happened to at the house, and he also spoke with Richard and, and about it. And he was un, Richard was understandably concerned, and Rachel wanted to let them know that they had found an apartment in Charlestown. Charlestown is not wouldn't be far away from Cambridge where the house is. And um, this surprised Julian. Gabriel told him told her that it, it was an on an up and coming street. And was only temporary as they were looking for a condo. So Julia said she would call her tomorrow, but wanted to hear what the security company had to say. Because, you know, Gabriel met with the security company during the day and with Nicholas. And he proceeded to tell her um, that, you know, the company that he was using was the one that Nicholas had suggested since they had done his parents' house. And his home in Switzerland and that they had met earlier in the day. So Julia, you know, like, well, what do you, what, you know, what are you going to say? And uh, he said uh, he, that he, and Gabriel's like stalling with this now because he's like, well, you know, I got, I'm, I'm getting the holiday picture we framed and, right. you know. <laughs> I'm surprised he didn't start talking about uh, his lecture. Right, I mean, exactly. You he know, was that's really changed trying the subject. not to, not Go through to kind of dig in. And uh, he, he said that um, as well as maybe they had brought attention to themselves by lending the illustrations to the Uffizi. So he, and he apologized for the break. I mean, I, I can imagine. He must feel terrible. I mean, this is his home and he's supposed to be protecting her and the house gets broken into. So I can just, and he, you know, he's that alpha male type where, you know, it's all my fault. I should never, whatever. Yeah, but he did, you know, the bottom line is, in my opinion, he did protect her. I mean, he didn't oh, yeah. prevent the break-in, but he protected the family. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she protected Claire. They both, you know, they're in it together. I, mm-hmm. He is alpha male, definitely, you know, but it's Julia's not a helpless waif either. No. Um, she's a strong personality, or she's a stronger, she has that determination, you know, mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't say she has a strong personality, but she, you know, she has that steeliness, um, mm-hmm. you know, when she push comes to shove. And at this point in her, where she is, at, at, you know, at this point in her life. And, you know, of course, Gabriel's going to feel terrible because he wants everything to be safe and secure Mm-hmm. And it, and it was such a violation. It is. Um, 
So Julia shifted by the fire as this discussion. You know, she's, she's like, look, I, she wanted to share the illustrations with the world. She really didn't think that someone would have broken into the house because of it. Um, and Gabriel proceeded to tell her about what happened to Nicholas's family, how they had been robbed, the Renoir taken. And Julia said she remembered from the news and that she knew someone was murdered as well. Uh, Gabriel remembered probably thinking of his conversation with Nicholas or what could have happened to his family. So, I mean, this was a very sobering conversation. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I was, I at one point thought, you know, I wonder if Julia is going to feel responsible because she's the one that was pushing to have those illustrations and shared mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. not just stored in, in Gabriel's home. Um, it's the three-quarter time show brought it to is. you by Pam's sister. Yes. <laughs> the Christmas clock. The Christmas clock. Um, and yeah, Betty is said, as long as Uncle Paul's bunny is safe, all is well with the world. <laughs> And she did note that illustrations have changed their lives and that Claire protected the bunny. Mm -hmm. And Flora said, LOL, Betty, it is her favorite bunny. But those illustrations were definitely a turning point. Definitely. Oh, and yeah. I love how the illustrations are such a, such a linchpin for several stories mm -hmm. um, and several plot lines, which I mm -hmm. think is really, really remarkable. Um, it's a connector, right? It is. They are. It's a touchstone. Um, so they were still discussing this. They were kind of talking about Nicholas's situation. And he said the security company was very thorough. Um, they looked at the present alarm system around the property. They were, went through the entire house. They were incredibly diligent. And Julia asked what he said. You know, and this is really where she was at the beginning of this chapter, you know, mm -hmm. so what about the security company, you know, mm -hmm. and this is kind of Gabriel dragging his feet because he didn't want to get to this part. Um, but he said the security consultant wondered why nothing was taken since all the valuable artwork was on the first floor. Julia suggested that maybe they were going to take something but wanted to check upstairs first. Mm -hmm. She shivered and glanced at Claire. Um, and Gabriel asked, what would she take if she was the thief? Um, and I'm laughing too, because Betty said, I wonder what thieves would go to readers' homes in order to steal the boss's autograph books. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, they are the precious. They are. They Indeed. are. <laughs> so, you know, you know, Gabriel's like, okay, so put yourself in the mindset of a thief. Um, if you were in our home, what would you take? And she paused and thought about it. And she said, you know, I'd probably take the small Venus statue or the Greek or Roman pottery. And then she um, also said that she thought she would take the Tom Thompson sketch for the Jack Pine. And, you know, she and I'm Pam, I, I put the, just website put in in. the link on the website so you can see this. And the finished version of this uh, sketch is actually housed in the National Gallery of Canada. Um, and they noted the intruder had moved the Cezanne bark of Dante 
like against the wall. So that's mm. another piece that was of note in their home. Right. And I'm going to put that in here too. Yeah. So you can kind of see some of the artwork that the Emersons have in their home. If the picture um, comes up. It will. It will. Um, you know, so Gabriel found the Cezanne leaning against the wall and he said the thief must have taken it down to examine the back and the frame. Um, you know, Julia knew that that piece of art was their most expensive piece and she wondered aloud why that wasn't taken. The original was done by Delacroix and it is much larger than the Louvre, mm -hmm. but their house was easier to break into. So, you know... Uh, they also thought the painting could be hidden under a jacket. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so they're going back and forth, and they're surmising, well, maybe they wanted, he wanted to come back for it, but they surprised the intruder, and he never got to go back. Um, so all of these kind of musings about, you know, what, what they had that was really of value that they kind of overlooked. Um, so Julia... Gabriel also told her they sent that he had sent the inventory of all the artwork that they had to Nicholas. Um, you know, as you recall in the conversation he had with Nick, um, they Nicholas wanted to say see everything they had because it might be able to give them clues about who would be going after them. You know, who's interested in that kind of art. Um, so Julia wanted to know what the specialist suggested. Um, Gabriel pointed out that he was very thorough, um, but they thought that they were very exposed living on Foster Place. Um, even though they had a fence in the back, they didn't have a fence in the front. Their side door is actually on the street. So pretty much anyone could walk up and go in. Um, and... The specialist said they could upgrade the security to something state-of-the-art, but they still would be vulnerable in that particular location. Julia paled and asked, what was the suggestion? Yeah. And this, unfortunately, is what Gabriel didn't want to say. The consultant suggested that they move. So... Well, if, uh, I don't know if anybody has ever seen any of the Tom Thompson work. I have a book on it up in my up in my room. He's got some. I really like his use of color and what he's done. What he's done. He, and Thompson was basically like a Canadian park guard mm. back in the early 1900s, and he was up in like what they call the cottage area of Ontario with the lakes and stuff. Uh. And uh, died mysteriously. They found his body in a canoe. Really? Yeah. Um, but he he's his he's got such bright colors and and it's very bold, very bold. Always liked it. So just so you get an idea. And I can't find. I thought I had the. I looked at this before until right. Yeah, I thought I had the. Um, the, the I hope you have. It. For uh, the saison, and I'm I'm just having trouble finding it. So sorry about that. But anyway, so it's beautiful. Yeah. Um. Well, the questions we asked us are about the scene. Actually, before I go into the questions, I did want to read. Um, Betty's made a couple comments about 
<laughs> she would steal Gabriel's fountain pens. Um, uh, but she didn't think she could carry the artwork. And if Gabriel were a thief, he would probably steal stilettos. To him, those are true works of art. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and she also agreed that their home is not safe. And she doubted Gabriel's neighbors would be willing to s sell their homes in order to for Gabriel to use the extra space to build a bigger gate around his home. Well, I think the neighborhood should just group together and, and go into having their own compound. Oh, definitely. <laughs> That's what I think should happen. Definitely. Yes. Um, no, in all seriousness, though, you know, the consultant did suggest they move. Uh, we asked Esther a couple questions about this part. Obviously, they were inventorying the artwork, and, and I'm always interested in SR's use and, and the intersection of the different forms of art in his work, and this time we're talking visual. Mm -hmm. And we asked, how and why did you select the artwork you mentioned to include it in Emerson's home? And he said, for the artwork, I gravitate towards pieces that I like, mm -hmm. but I also try to pick pieces that belong to private collectors. And um, we also have the link yeah. to the art web page. Yeah, in fact, the the web page is part of that Cezanne uh, 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 link I just put in there. Mm -hmm. um, it's the WGA.HU right. web page. And it's really cool because they're, they're, they list like every painter imaginable and what was, what is in there. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, take a check it out. It's it's great, and it also gives you a little more insight into the mind of SR mm -hmm. and what his influences are. Yeah, because he, he he is very very much influenced by art and and the beauty of art. So you know, in a lot of his things, and I think you know the fact that Dante and artwork, and especially in Italy have all con conferred, converged in for him. I think that that gives you an idea of, of his aesthetic. Mm -hmm. So anyhow, so this, you know, the fact that, you know, the guy says, maybe you should move. I think uh, it, it took a minute for that to sink in with Julia. She's like, move, sell the house, move. Um, and she thought that, uh, Gabriel was kind of joking on that. And, uh, he said, uh, no, um, you know, this is, this is, they suggested a, a, pro a house with a proper wall and a gated community. And when Julia swears, he says, you know, Newton or Chestnut Hill. Um, and, you know, Julia stated, you know, those houses are like a million dollars. Being Gabriel with, doesn't worry about money, he just sort of shrugs. And, yeah, he's uh, like, yeah. Can, it's, you know, it's a million here, a million there. Um, but he, but Julia liked living where she was. And, and, you know, it's a neighborhood. She could walk. She knew her neighbors. You know, uh, the house isn't far, really, from the coffee shop by the apartment she used to live in from when we were in Boston. And with the right knees, and mine aren't mm -hmm. the right ones, you could definitely do that walk. And it's right along the that whole street. It's right along the Charles River. So it, you know, I can understand why she wouldn't want to move from there. Right. It's such a great location. Yeah. You know. And I, and trust me, coming from an area that where you could walk that you know walk into the town and you got a movie theater and and places to go and clothes and shoes and uh, restaurants yeah. and stuff. That it, having a neighborhood like that is just nice. 
Yeah. So, and that's, that's, but that's me. Yeah, so. I feel the same. Mm-hmm. I, you know, some people like to live way out in the woods, and that's fine, too. That's great for them, but I get kind of claustrophobic there. <laughs> anyway, so, you know, so she didn't really want to do this. She, she wanted to be where she was. And Gabriel told her that she won't be walking Claire around right away because it just wasn't safe. And uh, Julia suggested he was assuming that they were after she and Claire to hurt them, not the artwork. Julia had mentioned that Uncle Jack told her Simon was living it up in Switzerland and his, his old fraternity brother had given up stalking them. And, uh, you know, there's one... That's one thing that, you know, Gable replied. Right, which I, I think, you know, that's a plus, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. So Julia grabs his cell phone off from the table and opened a picture and handed the phone to Julia. And he's like, you know, she she's like, what is this? And he proceeded to tell her it was the memento mori and that he had had the concierge send it over to Dottor Vitali at the Uffizi. And she examined it closely and asked why. And, you know, he's like, you know, he said he found it in the room on the floor and that the robber must have dropped it when they were, when he was startled by her waking up. And he continued saying that once he heard from Vitali or from Nicholas, he would contact Interpol because she was concerned that, you know, he's withholding evidence from from the police, and mm-hmm. uh, he showed her he's not withholding anything. He's just trying to find out what it was about. Right. So. Which, yes and no, right. <laughs> the investigators mm. could be the ones tracking it down, but I think Gabriel felt like he had the academic knowledge to know who needs to go to get the best information source to, mm-hmm. to find out the, the information that they need to, to learn as much as they can about this memento mori. So he t- put the cell phone back on the table and he also wanted to find out more about this piece's history. Um, and he did tell Julia that Simon was still in Switzerland and was being watched. Jack's friend was watching the house and was taking the theft personally, because that was the other thing. Um, You know, Uncle Jack made sure that his friend was keeping an eye on them as well. So that's an extra layer of security that they had in place that did not hold. Mm -hmm. So I think that was really, really challenging. And Mm -hmm. yeah, Betty, I agree. She said, Gabriel's right. This is bigger than just a regular intrusion. Um, You know, this is this is a little, this is, is something different. Um, so Jack, Uncle Jack, and his friend is investigating on their own as well. Gabriel said he's inclined to believe Nicholas, that it was a professional who did this, and probably someone from Italy, uh, since he cursed him in Italy, in Italian, rather. So Gabriel knew the person who, you know, he remembered the thief, was cursing him in Italian. And Julia reminded him, look, you're in Boston, the North End. Someone could curse you in Italian. Not a big deal because that's where their little Italy is. Mm -hmm. Um, And you do hear, you can hear Italian in the North End. I have heard it 
there before. Mm-hmm. Um, and she said, well, maybe not the whole North End, as Gabriel raised his eyes at her, but mm-hmm. a good portion of it. Be like going so, to South Philly. Right. Exactly. The South exactly. Philly is very a traditional. Traditional neighborhood that would still want to keep the traditions alive of the of the language absolutely. and the culture. Absolutely, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So you know, I think Gabriel's like I really think it's someone from Italy, not someone from Little Italy. Mm-hmm. But you know, it was. It, I think I think uh, Julia is still trying to paint everything in the best light possible. You know. <laughs> Betty said, I wonder, did the intruder call Gabriel Estronso? <laughs> that would have been a good question to ask SR. What did he curse? What was mm-hmm. the curse? Um, so Gabriel returned to sit by sweet little Claire and handed her the toy bunny he had bought her from Barney's. Claire grinned and waved her arms and legs as Julia asked, Where's Paul's bunny? <laughs> He told her it was around, and when asked, no, he did not throw Paul's bunny out because Claire liked the bunny. <laughs> mm-hmm. So Julia then asked if he wanted to move. You know, she said, look, do you, is this something, do you think we need to relocate? And Gabriel said, no. You know, they've just bought the house, they renovated the house, and it really has become a home for them. Mm-hmm. Um, is like, yeah, Gabriel, where's Paul's bunny? Mm-hmm. Um, so Gabriel's saying, look, my priority was to keep Claire and Julia safe. So he would prefer she and Claire be somewhere else, at least for the short term. And Julia looked away. Gabriel had truly touched a nerve there because she was afraid of being in the house. Mm-hmm. And she wondered if she would be able to fall asleep in the room again. She certainly was not going to have Claire stay in the nursery. So, you know, again, this is another part of that discussion that Julio, Julio, at Gabriel was um, really dragging Mm -hmm. um, because he did not want to get to this part. You know, he knew this is going to be very hard. And Julia said, would she have to decide tonight if they were going back or if they have to sell? And um, he said no as he gave the bunny back to Claire. They didn't have to decide tonight. Um, You know, this is something they really had to consider. Um, (laughs) Betty's saying, by the way, Julia, where's your bunny? Paul gave you one, too. Mm -hmm. Um, So Julia kind of went back and asked about the specialist, and Gabriel replied that the, the security specialist was at their service, and regardless of what they decide, they should redo the security system whether they move or not. So, Betty, you'll be happy to know we did ask SR, where is Paul's bunny? <laughs> and he responded, Paul's bunny, dot, dot, dot. That is a very good question. Tell Betty I'll be sure to look for it. <laughs> <laughs> Unquote from SR. <laughs> yep. <laughs> As I and I knew when I wrote that, I'm like, he's gonna give me the winky face. And in fact, he gave us the both and both the good question and <laughs> winky face response. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yes. So. She said that was a good question. What the? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
So, so yeah, I mean, to, to stay in the house or not stay in the house, I don't know, Pam, how, what would you do in that situation? I'd be leery of it for a little bit. Um, mm -hmm. I, I remember when I was broken into. Now, nobody was home when I was broken into. So it wasn't like I found the person. I just found oh. things and missing. And uh, I, uh, I was a little leery of it for a little bit. It, mm -hmm. I mean, I, I got better as I, you know, the longer I was there. But I think the first couple of weeks I was very, every noise... I would jump, mm -hmm. you know, and it just, or I'd find, all of a sudden find something that I thought I hadn't lost and it was lost. Right. And, you know, then, and then that would just like bring it up a little bit over time. But I got anxiety I think I was, we were there, I think we were there for about another three years mm -hmm. before we moved. So... Yeah, I, I'm not sure. I really, truly don't know in my heart what I would do. I I think I would probably not be there for a while. I think I would try and stay with family or, you know, obviously the Emersons have lots of options, which is good. Mm -hmm. um, but I I don't know if I would give up the house. You know, it's I, I think I would see about what other security options there could be. But mm -hmm. also I think... I would stay away while I try to track down, you know, solve this mystery um, well, yeah, because you can't yeah. truly feel at peace until you have that resolution. True. So even if, and even if also, because if they're not going after articles in the house, then they are doing something to try and target them personally. Mm -hmm. And you're never, even if you're not at that house, um, this house was fairly secure and it had not just, their security but there was an extra layer of security with uncle jack i mean mm -hmm. and they still got in so there's still going to be that risk and that doubt um regardless of wherever they go um that someone's going to find a way so um yeah i think i i think i probably would steer clear for now try and figure out what happened mm -hmm. and have as much security as possible maybe i'd go back to the house and have especially since money's not an issue for the emersons um extra security like mm -hmm. uh, you know security service security on site um well i think if the house were bigger security on site would be what would be would be one thing available to them but you know their the house well it you know it's not like they can have a guard house someplace on the property right right but i think i you know Uncle Jack's friend was there, but he wasn't mm -hmm. there 24-7. I, I, I would have someone there 24-7, even outside, you know, Meeting, like in the car, in the car. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Betty said maybe they need Paul's special security cows. It's possible. <laughs> well, I, you know, I remember when the Clintons moved into Chappaqua because my aunt lived very close to where they're, where they moved to. Mm -hmm. And, um, it, it took them a while. They had, um, Originally, they had the one house, and they set the garage up as, like, a, a security base for the Secret Service. And all the neighbors were checked, and, and they would have somebody at the end of the street, because they were in a, a dead-end cul-de-sac. Um, yeah. 
they would have somebody at the end of the street. So when somebody was coming up, to this, coming up, they would say, well, who are you coming to see? That kind of right, stuff. Right, right. And then they would call whatever neighbor or the Clintons, depending upon who, was, who they were going to see. Yeah. And then eventually they bought the house next door. And I, I think they, they think they may have bought kind of that in that for Chelsea. I'm not sure. Yeah. But it, it, it expanded the property where it made it a little less foreboding for the rest of the neighbors. Yeah, that makes that, that makes good sense. Yeah, I don't know. I think that'd be extra bonus to have all that security around. <laughs> oh, you know, I mean, yes there is. No, it, right? it, it's it's be inconvenient it too. But way. I, it could go yeah. either way because you've got, you know, I I mean, when Hillary was running for president and working with these as the Secretary of State and the Senate, when she she wasn't in the House that as much as she was beforehand because she'd be in Washington. Right. A lot. Or when she was Secretary of State doing a lot of traveling. But, um, you know, I, I, there, there are all kinds of crazies out there, so you never know. True. True. So, so and the other thing is, as far as the um, Emersons go, though, they put so much. I mean, not just the money that they put into the house, but there's so much of themselves invested in that house now that I, mm-hmm. I think it would be hard to sell yeah. for them. Oh yeah. Well, and and I I, I see Black Lab Lady's comment about she remembers she insisted that they keep a baseball bat behind the bedroom door for quite a period of time after our break-in. Mm-hmm. I have other security means in our current home in the country. Um, yeah, Elena, I just smile because that's uh, one of my husband's uh, sources of security too. Um, being the baseball player that he is, uh, yes, the baseball bat is not far ever far from his reach um and betty's saying wait a minute gabriel's not using the bunny as a voodoo doll right of course course not betty Betty. because claire loves he he wouldn't take that special bunny away from his baby girl even though he may want to (laughs) flora's saying you're too much betty so Julie reminded Gabriel that they were supposed to leave for Sillings Grove and they were to pick up Catherine at the airport. And Gabriel was like, well, you know, Rachel and Aaron has offered to pick up Catherine and they would go to, and they would all be in Sillings Grove in town for Christmas Eve and Claire's first Christmas. And which it would be, it'll be a good Christmas, which I'm sure it would be. Julius uh, stirred back at the fire and, and so Gabriel pointed out that if the house was empty for a couple of weeks, the intruder might make his move if they were after the art. Uh, Julia questioned with a new security system. If he's a professional, he would notice it. And, you know, Gabriel's voice harsh. Hopefully mm. it will deter him. And if he doesn't, he will get caught. And if it were just me, he continued, I would go after him. And I'm sure he would because he's threatened his family. So oh, yeah. Gabriel would definitely do that. But he wasn't going to do that be, uh, to put Julie and Claire at risk. This right. kind of surprised him. Yeah, surprised Julie. She said, you'd go after him? She asked. He said, yes. So mm-hmm. uh, we asked Esther if, if Julie was hesitant about going to Sealand's Grove. And he responded, he says, I think Julianne wants to be surrounded by family, but I think she is feeling exposed. She's also concerned about the Clarks and their safety, which 
you know, that that's all yeah. part of that insecurity feeling that she's got from this. Right. And and that was, you know, they, they were, you know, they had the incident in Sealand's Grove the last time they were there. Mm -hmm. So, you know, this is definitely a trend now, which mm -hmm. is, I, I, I'm sure, also weighing heavily on the Emersons. Mm -hmm. And Betty, yes, Gabriel will turn into Rambo. Absolutely. Um, and Elena, take care. We're almost done yeah. with the. We're yeah. at the. We're at the we're end at of the, the chapter. End, she so. has to run. Her ninety-year-old aunt needs transportation to an appointment. Stay safe and well, and have a wonderful week, everyone. She will catch the rest of this podcast later today. Have a okay. safe weekend as well. Um, stay warm up in Maine, and um, best of luck with your your aunt and her appointment so julia couldn't deal with this now she's massaging her temples and gable gets gets up and he maneuvers her so that she's now sitting on his lap and she buried her face in his neck and she wasn't sure she was going to be able to sleep and gabriel held her tight and he told her that he was sorry that he failed her julia you know you didn't fail me and he had fought off the intruder in his pajamas I wonder if they were of dubious origin. And he told her that he would get the system upgraded starting in tomorrow. Then they could focus on Christmas. He had not finished his Christmas shopping. And Julia thought he had finished it weeks ago. And maybe as he stroked the arches of her eyebrow and gently caresses her cheeks. Claire begins to cry and Julia picks her up, comforting her in hushed tones, going, everything will be okay. And Gabriel observed his wife and child and prayed that she was right. Oh. <sighs> I could see, again, I say this every week, but if this would come to film, I, I do think this would be a, another really compelling scene. Um, not just a beautifully set scene in this wonderful room with the fireplace mm -hmm. and the s'mores and all that, but just the, you know, this kind of grappling with this serious situation um, and I, I do think I, I could see Melanie really portraying this fear and this this lack of security. Um, I, I just think she'd do a beautiful job with it. And of course, Julia would as well. Mm -hmm. um, so it's it's, um, you know, I'm hopeful that they are going to be able to kind of have this resolved. Um, and it kind of leaves a lot of things uh, hanging, but they they have a lot to consider right now. They do. I do think it's kind of a good. I do think it's kind of good that it is at Christmas time because that is a great distraction. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> and Betty's saying, after this chat, I would eat more s'mores to help me cope with the stress. <laughs> So, well, they can always call the concierge to bring up more chocolate, Absolutely. marshmallows, and graham crackers. Um, as long as they're Hershey bars. As long as they're Hershey bars, yes. Can't make I, I a think, good s'mores without a Hershey bar. I, I do think that it does it does help make a difference. Um, and I, I just, you know, I'm curious to see what's next. Mm-hmm. And uh, Betty's also glad that he wasn't naked. Well, I'm disappointed that he wasn't naked. But... <laughs> Just kidding. He would have frightened no, off no, the no. intruder if he had been naked. No. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I think the, the, the intruder would have been stunned with his physical beauty. Yes. Uh, right. Yeah. Uh, 
No, it's it's in all in all seriousness, um, they are very lucky overall. I mean, mm-hmm. as as unsettling and as as terrifying as it was, they were just lucky that no one got hurt. Absolutely, seriously hurt. I mean, Gabriel did get the punch, and you know he he gave a couple punches as well, but they were lucky that overall they were safe. Nobody was harmed. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, in terms of physical harm and I'm just hoping that they get result a resolution. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Flora saying, I agree. Promise coming to life would be just amazing seeing them as a family. I know that's the thing, right? Um, that's why I really would love to see this book just to see how they are with this baby. And, how they how they are growing together as a family. Anna agrees. She says, "Promise needs to be filmed. <laughs> Promise needs filmed." Yes, Anna, I agree. Mm-hmm. So we shall see. We will yep. see what Tasha uh, and the crew decide. You know, and, and I, you know, thing you never know what's in the works, especially when it comes to SR. Exactly. Because if you ask him, he'll just give you a winky smile. <laughs> right. Right. Well, that um, is a very good question. <laughs> it is. It is. <laughs> Ashley's chanting that we need promise. <laughs> <laughs> I just think it would be great if they could lock it in and then they could try and film it, bookend it with mm-hmm. uh and, and if, you know, redemption. There, but... and, and there's a lot that goes on. I mean, they have to know what, you know, Julia and Melanie, if they're up for it. And... Right. Well, that's why I'm saying scheduling wise, if they, if there would be a way that they could do it back to back, but I think that's going to be yeah, with all the projects they have going on. I think that's going to be a stretch, but maybe they will decide mm-hmm. they want to do one. Um, maybe, maybe they'll try and do it for filming next year. You never Boy, know. that would be a treat. Mm. You never know. When are they Everybody's... filming three, uh, Gabriel's uh, Redemption? In the beginning it's later of the this summer? year. I thought, I, I thought they haven't announced it specifically. I thought it was maybe summer. I didn't know whether it was early summer, summer or late summer. I think it, I'm not sure. I, I, I have a feeling uh, anybody else out there now, I think Kenzie probably has Kenzie it, definitely that answer. Um, I. They have so much on their plate, and they're filming so many amazing oh, books. I know. I'm I know. Really, super excited about what we have to look forward to on Passion Flicks. Mm-hmm. Um, Tangled was such a treat. Um, that was cute. I like that. One. Watch it if you. Okay, thank you, Brenda. I, I I knew somebody said Tosca had said late summer, August or September. Okay, good. I thought it was late summer. I knew it was. I knew it was a further. I knew it was further away from mm-hmm. when Part Two came out. Um, Flora's also saying, I think it's fall this year. Mm-hmm. That would be great. That would be really great. Oh my gosh. Oh, I love Redemption too. Mm-hmm. I love the series. I love this book. Anyway. Um, so. Anyway, thanks for hanging on for a little extent, a bit of an extended uh, podcast today. Um, looking forward to next week, chapter mm-hmm. 50. Yes. Oh my gosh. And Brenda, wishing you the best time. Uh, let the Mardi good Gras. times roll. Mm-hmm. I was going to try it in French, and I, I don't have the wherewithal to say it this morning. Les, 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 
can't can't bring it up. (laughs) Let the good times roll. Rolay. And if you're in this area, don't forget your Fosh Nuts. Yes. Fosh Nuts. Or your Posh Fat Tuesday. All the good fried dough. (laughs) Absolutely. So. Yeah, I can't believe it's that time of year. If you're overseas, enjoy Carnival. Mm-hmm. I've been seeing, uh, getting great uh, clips of Carnival over in Venice. And that time of year is so much fun in Europe with everybody running around in costumes. I just love it. Damn love it. South love it. America. Yes. Happy ending. So. I never know how to say that. Ending me on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Brenda. <laughs> Enjoy. So, I, I've been getting texts from a friend of mine who is in, as we're on the podcast, who's actually down in New Orleans now. Um, so she's having a great time. So good to see all of you again. And Flor, as Flora said, love all these books. And you ladies have a great weekend and all stay safe. Uh, Biento too. Have a good weekend all. And I'm going to take us out with a little Jesse Cook. Love his guitar. And uh, Azul. So have a great weekend, everybody. Enjoy. Stay safe and pray for the Ukraine.